Hey friends, welcome to Around the Campfire with Amy. It's season two, where I'll be joined by my friend and co-host, Anne. It's no secret, the best stories have always been shared around a campfire. We'll have a conversation with our guests, campfire style, leaving you inspired, encouraged, and glad you pulled up a stump to listen in. So grab your favorite campfire beverage, kick back and relax, and we'll stoke the fire. I'm going to do something really great in her name. Like she's not going to die with, without people understanding how amazing she was. Today, Anne and I are talking to my friend, Jessica Cribs. She's a wife and mom in Southern California. She's originally from Michigan and she brings a whole bunch of the Midwest to everything that she does. She's a freelance writer and producer in Los Angeles and has worked at the Hallmark Channel. She's produced and edited a military history documentary and started a website called BurbankMom.com. But her most prized project is the Rose Run. The Rose Run is a charity 5K event that's headed into its 15th gear. Today, we're going to talk about the Rose Run, why she started it, and why it's so important. Here's our conversation with Jessica. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the campfire with Amy and Anne. I'm Anne. And I'm Amy. And we're really excited today to have my friend Jessica Cribs here today for a chat. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, thank you for having me. You are welcome. And I want to point out, so this is why technology is so cool. Anna's in South Carolina. And what what's your time zone, Anne? Eastern. So it's noon my time. Okay. I'm in Oklahoma. I'm central. It's 11 here. Jessica. Yeah. I'm in Los Angeles and it is 9 a.m. here. I'm in Pacific time. <laughs> I just, so, yeah, I just think so it's cool. so cool. So cool. So I'll be here in our different places. So Jessica has something really cool that she has going on and it kind of came out of something that was not cool, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, uh, so Jessica started a 5k that um, benefits breast cancer research. So let's just start there. Who made breast cancer personal for you? Um, my mom, she um, died of breast cancer when she was 54 in mm-hmm. 2009. I was 30. And, um, she, that was the second time she had had breast cancer. The first time she was 42 and I was in college. Um, and it's just kind of funny. I, looking back on it now, I, I don't, I feel like I blocked a lot of that time out being mm-hmm. like 18, 19 years old, going to college, having a mom with breast cancer. Um, I wasn't present, I think, um, at the time, but anyway, uh, you know, she made it through the first round of, of, uh, chemo. She had a stem cell transplant, which was like like state of the art at the time it was like a new thing and and she made it through and then she got cancer again at 53 and then passed away at 54 so and so uh, how many years ago was that um that was 14 years ago she died in 2009 wow. yeah so she's the one it was you know it was a shock 54 is way too young for way anybody, too young you know way too young you know i had had two little ones at that time i have three now but you know, for them to grow up without my mom. And she was amazing. So to answer your question, it was my mom. And she just had a, such an impact on all of us. There was no way we couldn't not do something for her. Mm-hmm. So um, so, so that's a great segue into the next question. So what made you think, you know what? I, I want to contribute to this cause. It's affected my life. So I want to do something more than just be sad about it or even donate. Right. Yeah. 
I don't know because this is not like I was thinking about, <laughs> oh, I'm going to start a charity event, mom. When you die, I'm going to do good things for you, you know, because we were <laughs> we were actively talking about the process and what was coming. It, it wasn't, I mean, it was devastating, but it's not like we didn't understand what was happening and sure. we, were, we were a very open family. So I have, I really, really don't know. All I know is that I remember having a moment when my mom and she actually passed away in the house she grew up in. It's the house I grew up in. It was, is a very, mm. you know, surrounded by family. It was, um, it was hard, but I remember in the last few days that she was with us still, um, I just had this thought, like, she, I'm going to do something really great in her name. Mm. Like she's not going to die with, without people understanding how amazing she was. Mm. And I know that we probably, many of us, not everybody, but we, we feel like that about all of our moms, you know, mm-hmm. um, but there was something different. And at the time, like I said, I had two little ones and I was in this running group. I'm not a runner. I'm going to make that very clear. <laughs> that that a- was one of my questions. I know. No, I'm not <laughs> a runner. Okay. However, by that point, I was in a running, a mom's group here in Los Angeles. It was at the time it was called Moms in Motion. And I was um, just trying to lose baby weight because my little one was two and I just was not feeling good and or feeling well. And so I joined this running walking group in Griffith Park here in LA. And I had developed a really great relationship with this group of women and our running coach. And I was learning how to run. I'm an athlete, but I'm not an endurance athlete. Like, you know, I played short sports. I played softball, <laughs> that, you know, like that. So, but when I had completed a couple of 5k runs and um, granted, I, I didn't have great times, but I, from start to finish, And if you've ever done a 5k or any kind of race, you know, crossing that finish line and the sense of accomplishment, you know, it didn't matter that my time was, you know, 45 minutes. I did it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of addicted to that feeling. Anyway, I remember thinking, I'm going to do a 5k for my mom. I don't know where that came from. I'm, I was not a race director. I'd only done a (laughs) a couple of 5k's. I was in this running group, which I mostly walked in. Like I have no (laughs) idea where the idea came from other than it was there. And so I'm from a small town and we have had this annual community day weekend my entire life. And it's mostly centered around beer drinking and, you know, kegs of beer (laughs) and food and fun and, you know, things that, you know, great memories and lots of fun. But I was like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I promise I have no idea other than God, I'm just going to say <laughs> divine. Sometimes those ideas are just dropped in your head. Just dropped in. It was, there was this idea just literally dropped in. And I told my family before my mom, my mom passed, I said, we need to do a 5k for her, a 5k here in our town. And my family believed me, but people outside were like, yeah, right. Good luck with that. Good, you know, cause it had never been done in my small little farming community. Um, but I really had the idea and I don't know, I really don't know how or why other than divine, uh, you know, intervention into my brain. Um, so that's what we did. And I just know the feeling and how important five K's made me feel completing mm-hmm. something. I wanted to bring that aspect to my small farming town and it's in Michigan in the Midwest. And I, um, you know, I graduated 60 people. I'm talking like a small town. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's where, that's where the idea came from. Uh, My mom's name was Rose and, you know, just popped in my brain, the Rose run, it's the Rose run. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, I immediately went and bought the URL. I, I did not know what I was doing, but I'm really good at pretending I know what I'm doing until I actually know what I'm doing. Uh, (laughs) That's how I operate. Along those lines, then, like, how do you start a 5K? Yeah. Like, what what do you do? 
Okay. Well, you ask a lot of questions. You just start asking questions. You know, I was in this running group. And so the, the training, the coach in this group, her name's Lucy Murray. She's amazing. She still organizes, you know, kids charity runs. And um, she still has that mom's group in, you know, Griffith Park in LA. So I called Lucy immediately. Um, they were a big part of my life as my mom was passing. And um, I was like, Lucy, I want to make a 5k run. What do I do? And she kind of okay, here's what you do. Step one, step two. And I did a lot of research and what I ended up actually doing also, um, I took an online course at a local community college um, about starting a 501c3 and how to start a nonprofit um, because I knew I wanted to do the run and then eventually the nonprofit. But in order to like to start that run, I honestly couldn't tell you. I mean, that period of time in my life was really hard. I was a young mom. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just lost my own mother you know, I lived about 2000 miles away from all of my family. I really couldn't even begin to tell you where I started, but I just started asking questions. I thought about the race event, you know, a 5k event that I had done. And I was like, okay, here's what I noticed. And I started doing more races and I started looking, but we organized our first 5k. My mom passed away January 24th in 2009. We had our first 5k that summer in July. Wow. So in about in about five months, I I wasn't a you know a nonprofit at the time, but we organized. We managed my family. I say we, my family and I managed to organize a five k in five months. So that was really it sounds like a way that you guys were working through grief, like you were using your grieving to motivate you to create this in such a short time. Yeah, I I do I do agree with that. I think um, I think action helps. Um, I didn't have Mm. the luxury as a young mom to sit and feel my grief. I actually still feel like there's, you know, many years later, there's still a lot of things I need to process, but I've been busy as a mom for years, which is a blessing. It's a, it's really a blessing to, to be able to stay busy while you're processing the loss of somebody. But yeah, in five months we, I knew we needed sponsors. I knew we needed a location. You know, there's things I, I knew just common sense wise, but there's other things I, I didn't know, like how much does it cost? Do I need insurance? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we do registration? How, you know, I contacted a local running group, the Toledo road, road runners. Um, and I was connected with an amazing man there who volunteered his retirement time to helping people organize races. So oh my goodness, ah, I know. So he actually came in, you know, I, I remember with my sister driving around my little, my little town kind of starting our, you know, odometers on our car, my car and like driving and thinking, okay, how do we get to 3.12 miles <laughs> go through our, and it worked. I mean, within an hour, we had a course markdown within like a couple weeks, we had this man come out and mark the course where mile one, two, three, and the finish wow. line would be. Um, I started asking everybody. And now the blessing of being in a small town is that everybody knows you. And my mom grew up there and went to school there. So everyone knew her. And so when I was asking local businesses, if they could help sponsor, I didn't get a no from anybody. And, you know, 14 mm-hmm. years later, they're all still sponsoring my event. Um, phenomenal. They, they, I don't even have to ask them. They like, they automatically send their sponsorship money every year. That's oh, just my word. that the town looks forward to. So um, that's how that happened. And now um, I did plan the race guessing. I was like, okay, how many people are going to show up? How many t-shirts do I order? How many race prizes do I need race prizes? Like there's so many questions to this, but I promise like you just put one foot in front of the other and everything gets revealed as you need it. I planned the race for 125 people. I was like, okay, taking into consideration how many people we have in the town, 
this is what I'm going to plan 125 people. If they're each paying $25 to register and X number of dollars goes to t-shirts and prizes, you kind of figure out, okay, I, I'm hoping to make, you know, a couple thousand dollars here. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we had 325 <gasps> people show up. Your first and year? My first year in five months um, in a small town. I mean, there's races that are, you know, much bigger than this that make a lot more money. But um, in my small town in five months, we got 325 people. We were able to donate $10,000 after our first event, which was amazing. So that's phenomenal. I'm from a small town too. And I know that like sometimes in small towns, especially like farming communities, people aren't that active, right? So it's not like their go-to isn't going for a walk or a run. No. huge. Yeah, it is huge. And that's exactly why I want to do it because like I said, you know, there's a lot of drinking and it's fine. You know, like a lot of card playing, a lot of stuff, but there's not a lot of healthy activities for the community to do. And so I decided that we were going to, you know, I approached the city and I let them know, like, here's my idea. And they were like, yeah, good luck. Go for it. So that day, there's this Saturday, I'm telling you, it's been there since I was a kid, you know, every year starting at noon, there's a parade and the parade is all the fire trucks from the local communities and all the John Deere tractors yes. and they throw mm. candy, you know, political people who are running for campaign that year, local businesses throwing candy and water. Anyway, that was the event I wanted. I was like, we can just kick this event off. What if we do a 5k in the morning? People stay for the parade. Mm. And- then the community day activities afterwards. And then in the evening, there's a, you know, there's a DJ and there's dancing and there's a beer tent and there's, so like we've been able over the course of the years to create this full day of activities in our small town. Were you planning this from Los Angeles? Cause you're mm-hmm. not living in Michigan, but you're no. planning this 2000 yeah. miles away. 2000 miles away, you know, thank you technology, but also for me and for anybody who thinks about this, it's really important to have a core group of volunteers. And so I have my sister who is, you know, my best friend and she's my stepsister, but it's a long story. That's another podcast. (laughs) My best friend's dad married my mom after my parents divorced. So my best friend became my sister Um, and we're still best friends. So anyway, she was my right hand. And then um, there was two other friends of mine who stepped up Um, One's a cancer survivor herself. She had breast cancer while she was pregnant at 28. She Mm. was actually my neighbor growing up. And um, so I I have this group of four, there's four of us and we each have settled into our roles of what we do and who takes care of what. Um, But everybody came out of the woodwork. My, my group of volunteers every year for this race is amazing. And we're never short on volunteers. We get everything done. Now we're kind of like a well-oiled machine and we know exactly what we're doing. We know how much time it's going to take. We know who our sponsors are going to be. And I'm also proud to say that after 14 years, we're still one of the largest 5k events in the area. Charity events, 5k races, they don't stick around very long if Mm -hmm. they're not successful. And, and we're still kind of growing and it's, it's been really surreal. It's been amazing. What's the hardest part about doing an event like this? Like, I'm sure there's so many elements that runners don't even know about that you who've been created this race and been doing it for so long. Like, you're like, this part is always a hurdle. At this point, there's not much that's a hurdle. Like we truly, it's, it's making sure um, you put fires out. There was one year where somebody brought a dog and it bit somebody else. So like there's situations where that arise where you have these little fires. I remember there was one year a few years ago where I was just, cause I do fly out for the event. Like I'm there for a couple of weeks 
and I'm there, but there was one here where there was just so many fires. It was still a really successful event, but it was just like our timing, like the internet in the town wasn't working and our timing company couldn't get the chips, you know, working. You know, I had, I remember having a small little panic for the first time ever. And I just had to cry for five minutes and then, you know, and my team picked me up though. They're like, okay, I'm going to take care of this. We're going to go get, you know, the internet from the library. We're going to go, you know, like it's, it, it all works out. I will say though, I did do the race here in Los Angeles for three years and that was a different beast. And I, mm. I'm no longer doing that because that was too much, um, too much on my family, too much on me. It was a much larger event. We worked with um, the Disney family here, the Disney Family Cancer Center. We were able to raise a lot more money here in LA because A, I think people have a lot more money and the, you know, the people of who are participating in 5Ks is a greater number here. So, sure. mm-hmm. um, but we were able in Los Angeles to um, afford to help purchase a tomography machine, which is a 3D imaging um, mammography machine for the Disney family cancer center. So we were able to, I mean, we, we've done really well for a small town race, but, uh, yeah, I think the biggest hurdles I ever had was putting it on in LA. Um, just because of, there's a lot more legal hoops. There's a lot more insurance that's required. There's just a lot more to, to handle here. So we did it for three years. We raised about $75,000 here in LA in those three years. And then, I'm just not doing that anymore. So we're sticking to the small town 5K. Like that's race. a sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the perfect audience. Um, you know, and we're like 14 years later and my mom, they, everyone talks about the Rose Run. And oh. when I see people's pictures on Facebook, they're all wearing the Rose Run t-shirts. And that's something else that we're really known for. And I take pride in that is our t-shirts. I don't, I hire designers every year and we have really creative t-shirts and so not traditional running shirts. So I have to say, so I've run some five Ks. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the when you you train to run it, you run it or you walk it. Even the atmosphere of runners is like none other because it's you're not really competing. It's you usually competing against yourself mm-hmm. and just proving to yourself that you're doing it. So the atmosphere at, at them are just they're exciting and amazing. And like you said, when you cross that line and you're like, oh my word, I just did this. It feels Mm -hmm. so good. And so the fact that you're providing that for everyone is, I'm, I just love it. I want to run the Rose Run. (laughs) Well, you should. I mean, take a little road trip from, you know, Oklahoma. It's not too far. Um, I I love that you've been so successful, not only in the run and raising money, but the initial thing, like, your mom's name is still out there in the community and people I'm sure every year remember her as they're organizing and sponsoring and doing all the things. Yeah. An it's honor to a, her. It is an honor to her every year. Um, you know, we had a logo created the first year. And so that logo is associated with my mom and, and Rose and everyone knows who Rose is. And, and we do have a lot of people who've never met my mom. A lot of people who come from bigger cities from outside because we are a PR course. We're a course that you can do a personal record on because we are flat. So if you want to come get your <laughs> ah. best 5K time ever, you come to the Rose Run in Petersburg, Michigan every summer and you can PR. But it's, yeah, it's been, it's been surreal. It's, it's really amazing. Actually, literally today, I'm getting ready to send out our donation to the University of Michigan um, Rogel Cancer Cancer Center, and we also donate a small portion to the volunteer fire department in the small town every year. They volunteer their time, and they, you know, they bring out their lights and sirens and help keep our course safe while we're we're doing it. And um, 
and you know, small towns there, you don't have a big fire department, right? It's volunteers. So we help support them. Um, because, uh, you know, you need them in emergencies. They're pretty important. <laughs> yes. So how did you choose the, did you say it's the Rogel Cancer Center? At University it's Rogel, yeah. So, Rogel, okay. Um, it used to be the Con- Comprehensive Cancer Center and then the Rogel family, I think f- maybe three years ago now, donated like $15 million and just renovated. And and so that's, it's called the Rogel Cancer Center at the University of Michigan. So when, and this is, that's a great question. I think, um, and I have a lot of feelings about nonprofits and breast cancer charity sure after you 14 do. Yeah. Years. so you know you know there's a few organizations you first think of when you think of breast cancer and, and 5k runs but I knew I didn't want to donate to those organizations uh because I had participated in some big events and I felt like completely I don't know just it didn't something wasn't sitting right with me so I started doing research on the Breast Cancer Research Foundation because I was more interested in research because I okay. I I know now I know now some things that I didn't know then but I do know that research is where we keep people alive because mm-hmm. you can survive you can get through breast cancer you can survive as long as it doesn't metastasize and you keep cancer at bay any cancer it's the metastasization <laughs> tongue twister when it when it spreads that's when there's a problem if mm-hmm. you can keep cancer local then it can be treated easily you know these are things that i've i've learned so the breast cancer research foundation is where we donated the first 3 years and then i then my sister, my family, and I were talking about how we wanted to keep it more local. How could we do local? Okay, what's the Breast Cancer Center at University of Michigan like? So I reached out and I met an amazing oncologist. She's a researcher from Argentina. Her name's Dr. Sophia Mariver. She's fantastic. She has dedicated her entire life to um, researching breast cancer. So I met with her, went up to University of Michigan. I walked in her office and in her office was a Breast Cancer Research Foundation plaque, meaning they fund her. So to me, and in one like split second, I was like, oh, I can skip the middleman and Mm. not, you know, and I can, you know, directly donate right to her. Mm -hmm. Benefit of donating to hers, there's no overhead costs. University of Michigan pays for her overhead lights and, you know, like anything we donate to her research is a hundred percent going to research. I've been in her lab. She has shown me like cells in mitosis. Like I have been there and had many conversations over the years. It's taken time for me to understand um, the spreading of breast cancer, what this, you know, cancer cells do. I've learned a lot and I have, you know, I feel very confident that donating there and what she's doing is amazing. She has patients who have lived with um, stage four breast cancer, you know, for up to 17 years. Mm, that is that's not phenomenal. the case. Yeah, that's not the case for everybody. So mm. her goal is to figure out why, you know, breast cells leave the breasts and go elsewhere in cancer. Um, and then how also to keep patients alive for as long as possible when it does metastasize. So it was an easy choice. So we've been giving to her, you know, after the third year. So from years four through now, that's where we donate our breast cancer um, money. And then we also divide that up into the research part and also the psycho-oncology. And I didn't know about this. We donate a portion of it to helping women who have to come in for chemo treatments. We pay for hotel uh, stays or um, mental health services because, um, you know, it's hard. And if you've ever, if you've had breast cancer, if you've been with a loved one fighting breast cancer or any cancer. Um, there's times where people want to give up 
And, you know, it might feel easier just to let go than to keep fighting because it's really hard. So we provide mental health services um, to help women stay mentally healthy enough to keep keep up the fight. So mm. we do donate a portion of that um, to that as well. Wow. I would have never even thought about that, but it makes complete sense yeah. when you say it. Goodness. Okay. So you've been going 14 years. Mm-hmm. Have you added up how much over those 14 years you've donated? I have actually, I was just doing this before we got onto the interview because I have the information, but I hadn't added it up in a while. Okay. So over the 14 years we have raised and donated and this is just what we've donated. So we've brought in more, but we have expenses and, and all mm-hmm. that. But we don't get paid. Everybody's still volunteer, but uh, it's just shy of $200,000. Oh my goodness. Um, and so we have been able to donate to breast cancer research 17500 I'm sorry, $170,551. And we have, there was one year in there where we donated to the ovarian um, cancer research fund. And we donated 9000 to them. Um, we have given $16,000 to the local fire department over the course of 14 years. So yeah, that adds up to just under $200,000 in 14 years. And it doesn't seem like a lot when I say that, like some events make millions, you know, but when you consider the, the size of the town and the people who are coming together to create an amazing event like this to raise $200,000 for, for charity, I mean, it's amazing. That, I, really- I I agree that that is something to be wildly proud of, and I know my mom actually just just finished all of her treatment for breast cancer, right. so I, I know totally get it. And I'm just, I mean, to see what you have done is just amazing. So yeah. good, and I want to, you know, anybody who's listening, and I do get asked a lot. Um, how do I start an event? How do I do a 5k? Just start asking questions. Like if you go to a 5k and stand at the finish line and watch how it operates. I literally was doing that because, you know, I had done and participated. It's one thing to participate in a 5k and cross the finish line, but it's another thing to stand and watch the people run around like headless chickens, because that's really what is happening. And, um, (laughs) you know, there's all kinds of things to think about. Do you need insurance? And, um, the timing, you know, we hire a timing company and we went, we used to use popsicle sticks as timing in the first couple of years for small races. It's really, it, it's a long story, but you just, you hand people popsicle sticks as they cross the finish line in numerical order. And they take the popsicle sticks over that coincides with, there's a timer. It's it whatever. <laughs> we, our, our race grew really quickly. So we went away from popsicle sticks and now we do chip timing. Mm-hmm. So you hire companies. Um, you get sponsors, you get t-shirts and race prizes. We added a kid's run. It's been pretty phenomenal. So we'll have the 15th event um, this coming summer in the tw- in 2023. Oh my word. I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm halfway tempted to travel. Anne and I might need to travel and do oh, your 5k quite honestly. It's like, <laughs> special. It's super. Small towns are amazing. Like we're a one stoplight town and um you know, say what you will about small towns. There's, <laughs> there's really nothing like them. I, you know, I live yeah. in a big city now and I have the pleasure of taking my kids back every summer. We spend several weeks in the Midwest and it's just different. People are different. It's just different. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So that's funny. You mentioned, I, I want to switch gears just for a quick second here at the end while we close, because you, ha- you have a blog yeah. called Burbank mom. So small town girl, 
in Michigan has moved to Los Angeles and you have got this Burbank mom blog. So tell us a little bit about the Burbank mom. I had moved to LA to, because I was a creative and I knew I wanted to be here for entertainment and I did entertainment. I did acting for a little while. I was a producer at Hallmark channel for a little while. And then when I started having kids, I also knew I wanted to be present and, and home with them if we could afford it. And we could. And so I did. Um, but I didn't realize that I was giving up a really big portion of myself. Like we would make, as moms, we make a lot of sacrifices and it's fine. I would never change anything, but I had a strong desire to stay creative. And, um, and so I did a few projects. I started, um, a theater show that's still going right now called expressing motherhood. It was, it's moms sharing real stories on stage. Now I stepped out of that when I started the 5k and my producing partner still does that show. I made a documentary about World War II and my grandfather, like I was always doing things to stay creative while I was raising kids. And then uh, I realized um, it can be lonely. It can be a little isolating when you're home with little ones and, and whatever. I couldn't find, I was having a hard time finding things to do with my kids in Burbank, in Los Angeles. And this was before Facebook groups, before all that stuff. And so I started, I had an idea, another idea just kind of dropped in. So I <laughs> bought BurbankMom.com for like 12 bucks on GoDaddy. Okay. I and love, I love that's your first step. You're yeah. always, as soon as you think of something, you're <laughs> buying the domain. <laughs> I don't even want to confess how many URLs I own. <laughs> I am probably one of GoDaddy's best <laughs> customers. Um, so I bought the URL. And then I just started a website. Like, again, you just kind of fake it. You just kind of do. And I started putting events on this website that I could find for families. And uh, yeah, so that's been going on since 2005. And Burbank Mom has gone from like mommy blogging originally in 2005 to like influencer marketing now. So, um, you know, I've been to places like, you know, Disneyland will take it to Disneyland and we'll, we'll promote a new show that's coming out and interview the cast and, you know, restaurant reviews. And, you know, my kids have had an amazing, amazing childhood in Los Angeles because we've had <laughs> red carpet events and food tastings and parties. And, you know, it's just been a lot of, a lot of fun and it's created for me and I, and I still do it. Um, not as much as I did, but, um, I still, in the skills that set that I've used, like all these years producing 5k and writing documentaries and, you know, the um the blog it's just it's just part of me and my creative outlet so um yeah it's still going it's still a lot of fun i'm on it, all the social medias with that and and the rose run also is all you know we have a website social medias for that too so yeah so me, that was that was what i was gonna say so i'm of course in the show notes going to link to absolutely everything yeah but tell people where they can find you on social media and maybe the website of the, the rose run do you have social media for the rose run as well yeah I do. It's not, um, it, you know, it could be better. I'm just going to say, <laughs> it, you know, because uh, I know I'm in marketing and I know that we should be, you know, doing this year round. Um, note to anybody out there. Yep. That's really important. Staying in social, staying consistent. <laughs> um, but it's uh, everything is at the Rose Run. So the roserun.com is the website. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and now TikTok at the Rose Run. Oh, I Same love thing it. for Burbank Mom, burbankmom.com, Burbank Mom on all the socials and yeah, just, you know, being, staying creative and having fun. And with the, you know, with uh, the Rose run, it's just important. And my mom's name is still out there and that's, you know, something that brings everybody together every summer that they look forward to. So I don't see that stopping anytime soon. 
Oh, good. So we can look for the Rose Run in the years to come. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Jessica, you have been an inspiration to me. I mean, number one, I need to get back out there and start running 5Ks. But <laughs> number two, I hope that I'm I'm positive you're going to inspire someone who's listening to this to create a 5K in honor of someone or something. Yeah. And so thank you for coming on and thank sharing you your so story. Much. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate this. This was great. You're welcome. All right, everyone else, we'll catch you around the campfire next week. Thanks for joining us around the campfire this evening. We hope you learned something not only about our guests, but maybe even about yourself. If you enjoyed our conversation and want to make sure you don't miss our next campfire chat, please hit the subscribe button. Or even better, we'd love for you to drop a review to help others find a place around the campfire. Thanks so much. Until next time.